0: Good morning everybody and welcome to celebration worship service at Gaston First United Methodist Church we're so glad that you're here if you're here uh, in person we're so glad to see your faces and I can't see your faces if you're worshiping online but I can just imagine how beautiful you are there you know in your pajamas or whatever we're glad that you're worshiping with us wherever you are and however you are it's it's a wonderful thing I want to just give you a couple of reminders today Uh, these gorgeous flowers are in honor of Jesse, George, and Matt Timmons on their 10th wedding anniversary, and in memory of James B. and Miss Laverna Wade. Special people at our church, aren't they gorgeous? Aren't the uh, praise band members gorgeous today too? They look especially good today. And a um, couple of more announcements. One is Tuesday, the United Methodist Women are going to be up to something. I don't know what all is their summer get-together thing and you never know with the United Methodist Women. Uh, this coming Tuesday, June the 29th, they're going to gather at the Downtown Chief, which by the way, the sweet potato fries with caramel sauce will fix you right up at Downtown Chief. 5.30 gather, 6 o'clock for dinner. UMW is the most fun you can have legally in Gadsden, Alabama. <laughs> Alright, next Sunday is the 4th of July, y'all. And we're gonna have a one combined service, one united service at 11 o'clock, and we're gonna have a musical extravaganza called Let Freedom Ring. And it's gonna be fantastic. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna make you so proud and so happy. So invite your friends. Um, Have them come to church with you next Sunday and join us and let freedom ring. Right now, we're going to have a prayer and then the praise band is going to lead us in worship. So will you pray with me? Lord, thank you for making this beautiful Sunday just for us. Thank you for reminding us to take time out of our schedules and to devote this time to you. We want to give you all of our worship today and we want to lay our worries down at your feet. We all ask all these things in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. And right, again, we welcome you. Please feel free to stand and sing with us. So glad to see all this song. Accepted, redeemed by His grace, by the mercy of the Lord, sing praise. Be quiet, we shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. God is surely in this place, we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet.
0: Y'all may be seated except for our children. They're going to head with Miss Catherine to Children's Church. So anybody that wants to go have fun in Children's Church, now's the time to go. Wasn't that a great song, y'all? I think um, this is just, I could see you tapping your foot in my mind's eye. And this is just a little um, Pentecostal worship uh, pointer. It's clapping is on two and four. As long as you can get two and four, you don't even have to be in perfect rhythm. So uh, that's just a little pointer. Um, we're going to, uh, John Freeman's going to go to children's church today, y'all. <laughs> are you going to preach too? This should be interesting. Yeah, our numbers are going to go way up. All right. Um, We're emphasizing our missions, uh, our missionaries, our worldwide missionaries the whole month of June and each Sunday we've kind of highlighted something that's going on in a different part of the world. Today, and by the way, if you want to look at the pictures and the stories of these missionaries, you can go and look on our church newsletter. Go to uh, our church website or our church app and look at all the beautiful pictures. There's tons of pictures, and today I want to highlight something that's going on in uh, eastern Congo. This is a picture of Bishop Gabriel Yemba Unda, and he is cutting the ribbon for a new church. And this is the 33rd time that this church has had to rebuild and expand, um, sometimes because of natural disaster, but mostly because the church is just growing 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 and this is a beautiful new modern uh, worship service in Eastern Congo it is the largest uh, church in Eastern Congo and they are so proud it's called the Amani United Methodist Church and you can read more about it here Uh, all over the world because you are generous and because you give all over the world uh, we have missions going on and the gospel is going to every corner of the earth thanks to you so thank you for being generous thank you for supporting with your ties and your gifts we appreciate you so much you can give by placing your offering in the offering plates you can give online You can text to give um, but thank you for continuing to be generous your prayer requests are important to us if you'll jot them down and drop them in the hand them to me or drop them in the plate. If you'll text them or if you'll uh, call the church office or email them to us, we promise we will pray for you. And we like to hear about answers to prayers too. So give us your praise reports. I want to ask that you would pray with me right now. Gracious God, we do thank you for answering our prayers. We thank you for Being with us and carrying on your good purpose in our lives even when we don't understand it Uh, we know Lord sometimes that hardship is the pathway to peace and sometimes we're not there at peace yet we're still in the hardship part so we ask for your strength and we ask for your guiding hand Lord we thank you that the gospel is going around the world because of people who care Um, help us to remember that in our world here in Gadsden, Alabama seems so small that there's a great big world out there and that the good news needs to get taken to every corner. So we pray, Lord, uh, we pray that your kingdom would continue to grow and that we can be a part of the good things that you are doing. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. that song is one of those songs that we all just kinda need to drink in because we are not who everybody else says we are, we are who God says we are and um, that's something to be reminded of I love it. We're gonna continue today with something we've been doing the month of June. I appreciate Pastor Andy preaching about being in the storm last week and so we weren't exactly in the storm but we were at the beach but it was uh, it was nice to know that we have such a great we have such a great staff here um, they take care of things and I, I don't worry a bit when when I'm out of town and I appreciate that so much but we've been talking about mysterious women of the Bible and today uh, each each week I've kinda of given you a hint and then I read the scripture to see if you can guess and today's hint is this she was the weak-eyed girl um, So, you know, I've been reading this book lately, and it's got more action than a Fast and Furious movie. It's got more family drama, strange family stories than the Jerry Springer show. I don't even know if that's on anymore. Um, It's got more love triangles than a soap opera. It's got, oh my gosh, all of this stuff. And on top of that, reading it can save your life. That's the book I've been reading lately. I want to share a story from it uh, with you today. This comes from Genesis chapter 29, verses 15 through 28. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely and Rachel was graceful and beautiful Jacob loved Rachel and so he said I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter Rachel Laban said it is better that I give you uh, it's better that I give her to you than I'd give her to any other man so stay with me so Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, "Give me my wife that I may go into her for the time is completed." So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast, but in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and she went in to her. Laban gave his maid Zilpah and his daughter uh, Leah to her maid to be her maid when the morning came It was Leah and Jacob said to Laban. What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why have you deceived me? Laban said this is not done in our country given the younger before the firstborn Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other one in return for uh, serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as his wife. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this book I was telling you about is, of course, the Bible. And all kidding aside sometimes you should read the story uh, the full story of a man like Jacob and if you read his whole story one of my favorite characters in the Bible you wonder what in the world is going on Uh, could not God have picked somebody better than Jacob to use Uh, it's not one of those things that you would say you know those little WWJD bracelets that people used to wear That did not stand for, what would Jacob do? Because uh, you wouldn't necessarily want to follow what Jacob did all the time. And nor would you have a WWLD bracelet, what would Laban do? Uh, Because uh, those guys, maybe instead of focusing our attention on Jacob and Laban, or even Leah or Rachel, what we really should ask is, What is God doing here? What is it that God is doing here? You know, that's not just a question for this passage of Scripture. It's it's a good question for us in our lives to just stop every now and then and say, God, what are you doing here? What are you doing in my life? What are you doing in my world right now? So if you'll remember, uh, Jacob had left his homeland, Beersheba, and he was headed to Haran, where his mother Rebecca uh, was from and he was going there to find a wife and we all know the story about why he left right Jacob he left because he wanted to get away from his angry jealous brother Esau who really was going to kill him if he didn't get out of there whom he had tricked out of his birthright for a bowl of red stew so we know about Jacob's dream when he got to Bethel he he laid down and he had his head on a rock for a pillow and he had a dream about a ladder going up into heaven and it was there at Bethel that that Jacob received a promise from God that God was going to carry on his covenant through him the covenant that he had made with Abraham the covenant he had continued with Isaac and now he was going to continue with Jacob he said to Jacob I will give you and your descendants the land that you're lying on right now and your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You can't even count them. And then he went on and said, all the people of the earth, Jacob, all the people of the earth will be blessed because of you and through your offspring. And then God made this promise to Jacob. He said, I am with you, and I'll watch over you wherever you go. I will not leave you until what I have done. I've done what I've promised you. I'm with you, Jacob. I'm going to watch over you wherever you go. I will not leave you. So if we just stop and say, God, what are you up to? Can you hear that promise? Can you just put your name in there too? I am with you I'm going to be watching over you and I'm not going to leave you until everything that I have promised has been fulfilled well Jacob went and he got to a place called Paddan Aram and he saw a well there and there was a big rock that was rolled over the mouth of the well and the shepherds had brought their sheep there and what they would do is they would roll the stone away so that the water would come gushing out and they could water their sheep And then they would roll the stone back on top of the well and Jacob got there and the shepherd said hey where are you from and he said hey where are y'all from and they said we're from Haran and he said wow this is great because that's where I'm trying to go do you know a guy in Haran Jacob said to the shepherds a guy named Laban and they said sure we know Laban everybody knows Laban and Jacob said well how's he doing is he is he doing okay and they said he's fine as a matter of fact there comes his daughter Rachel bringing the sheep and so he stood there talking with the shepherds for a while and sheep and what have you and then Rachel got there Rachel got there with her daddy's sheep because she was a shepherdess and Jacob went over and he rolled the stone away so the water could come out for the sheep he wanted, in my opinion, he wanted to impress Rachel with his manly strength of rolling the stone away. You know how we guys are. We want to show out for people. And he got a good look at Rachel when he did that. And, I, you know, I've always heard about love at first sight. But I've never actually seen happen what happened here. Uh, you know, these days, if if a guy... Uh, Sees somebody and love at first sight he might be brave enough to ask for her phone number or something like that but Jacob went up and grabbed Rachel and lays a big old kiss on her and he starts bawling and crying out loud okay if don't try that okay guys if you're if you're looking for dating pointers don't try that one in between Sobs he manages to tell Rachel that he's her cousin again. Don't try that. Okay, this is this is Bible stuff Don't don't try that one He tells her he's her cousin and then so she runs off to tell her dad about it and Laban went out and met Jacob and he hugged him and kissed him that they were a very affectionate family all right he hugged him and kissed him and so our story picks up today uh, when Jacob had been staying there with them for a while and Jacob had been working there for Laban without pay. Um, so during this time he was working there for Laban, his heart just completely flipped every time he saw Rachel. He was in L U V love with Rachel. The Bible says, and this is what it says about Rachel, that she was lovely in form and beautiful. In other words, wow! When you saw Rachel, okay, and Jacob was head over heels. Oh yeah, did I mention that Rachel had a sister, an older sister? Her name was Leah. Um, So I've said that Rachel was lovely in form and beautiful. Um, Well, Leah had a good personality. Um, She was she was a good cook, and she made all her own clothes. Uh, Oh, who are we fooling? we might as well just come out and say it it's like um, it's like my wife Tammy's cousin used to say she fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down I mean um, the Bible tries to put it kindly it literally says that she had weak eyes Um, that's just a way of saying that she wasn't the pretty one okay I'm just telling you that because I'm not trying to be mean or anything I'm just telling you that because of what happens next because Laban comes to Jacob one day and he says son you've been working for me all this time and I really should pay you something I don't want to take advantage of you so if you'll just tell me what you want I'll pay you I'll give you what's coming to you and Jacob says you know I'll be glad to work with For you for seven years if you'll let me marry your daughter Rachel and Laban said it's better that I give her to you than to somebody else now here is where you see how tricky Laban is remember we're not doing WWLD don't do like Laban did he didn't say I'll give you my daughter Rachel he said it's better that I give her to you than to anybody else Right? Okay. If you're going to look at the words carefully. So Jacob worked for seven years for his uncle, and seven years just flew by like it was a single day because time flies when you're in love. And then Jacob came to Laban and said, Hey, I've worked seven years. My time is up. Give me my wife. Now, here's the tricky part he didn't say, Give me my wife, Rachel he said give me my wife it, it would be like me going to Tammy's dad and saying give me my wife Tammy Diane Rudo, David, birth 6 Social Security number 212 you know matter you, you got to be specific here give me my wife okay I'll give her to you and then the wedding night Laban brings uh, Leah to Jacob instead of Rachel in case you're wondering how in the world anything like that could happen it was customary for the bride to have her face covered with a veil as a sign of modesty and purity so anyway maybe there was a lot of wine consumed I don't know but Jacob didn't know what had hit him till the next morning and the next morning when he saw it was Leah and not Rachel he went back to Laban and he said what is the deal man you tricked me Okay. If that's not the pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what is. Remember, it was Jacob that tricked Esau into his birthright. He there were a bunch of tricky people. They were affectionate, but they were tricky, tricky, schemy, sneaky. And Laban said, "Look, it's like this. It's our custom for the older daughter to get married first. I just did what I had to do, man. But I'll give you Rachel too." If you'll give me another seven years. So, what was Jacob going to do? He agreed to it. So, let me just ask you Does something about this story just not sit right with you? Does something about this story just make you want to say, That's just wrong? Something something in this story makes me want to have some sympathy for Jacob. I mean, you know, he was in love with Rachel. He worked 7 years for her and then he just got hoodwinked, man. And then he had to work 7 more years to for his father-in-law that he now knew for sure that he could not trust. And then some people might say, "Well, you know, you've kinda of got to sympathize for Laban." Here he has this older daughter who is beauty challenged, let's just say. And he's got to marry her off first. And what else was he going to do? But honestly, I sympathize with the women in this story. You know, if you think about it, the women didn't get any say so at all, did they? Leah was used as some kind of, like, pawn in some kind of game that her daddy was playing to try to trick Jacob. We don't even know if Leah liked Jacob to begin with. Maybe he wasn't her type at all. And now Jacob makes it absolutely crystal clear that he is not happy about being tricked into marrying this woman, Leah can you imagine how that made Leah feel and then Rachel Rachel we we don't see her getting a say so in any of this matter if she did let's just say she did love Jacob as much as he loved her now she has to share the man she loves with her older sister any of y'all got siblings I didn't even want to share my stuffed animals with my sister I mean you know so I got to go back to the question I asked earlier what is God doing here you know maybe Jacob was asking that question maybe Leah was asking that question maybe Rachel was maybe you are Maybe things are just not working out the way you plan for them to be working out in your life right now. And maybe you're sitting right here this morning or you're watching online and you're worshiping online with us. And you, in your mind, are saying, God, what are you doing? God, I wanted that and you gave me this. I wanted the beautiful one and you gave me the weak-eyed one just once couldn't I just get what I wanted so maybe it would be helpful if we think about Rachel as symbolizing just take the personalities out of it take the beauty out of it but just think about Rachel as representing whatever it is that you really really want okay Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a person, it could be a situation, it could be a job, it could be just um, a circumstance. Whatever it is that you really, really want that looks so beautiful to you, so attractive to you, that you just have to have it. Maybe it's that job that you you just have to have a, a promotion that you think that you just deserve to have it could be a house or a car or something like that that you just dream about it could be a boyfriend girlfriend husband or wife but let Rachel represent that thing that you really really want that your heart is set on it your heart is set on it and now let's let Leah represent God's purpose for you again take the people take the personalities take the beauty or the lack thereof out of it but let Leah represent God's purpose for you so is God trying to be cruel to us doesn't God know that we really really want Rachel what is God doing and the answer is this God is working God's purpose out in our lives because you see God's purpose outweighs my preference and yours so here's what I want and here's what God wants and God's purpose just outweighs my preferences And I don't always want what God wants but I want to want what God wants you know so at the end of the day I want to be able to pray the prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden not my will but thine be done sometimes y'all our plans are at odds with God's plans we have a beautiful plan and all of these things that we prefer our preferred outcome and then god has this weak-eyed plan for us and we don't understand proverbs 19:21 says it this way you can make many plans but the lord's purpose will prevail And when I read that, I think, you know, maybe the secret of having a joyful life is to learn how to agree with God. In other words, if God's purpose for my life is fulfilled in the weak-eyed girl, then I want to fall in love with the weak-eyed girl. And you might say, well, you know, that's just not the natural way to live. And I guess it's not. I guess it's supernatural. And you also might say, that sounds really, really hard. You're right, it is. In fact, Jesus fell on his face in the garden and sweat drops of blood and cried out to to God and said, God, if it's possible, let the weak-eyed girl pass from me and then he was finally able to say not my will but thine be done does that sound radical I guess it is a little bit in case you haven't noticed God works in radical ways okay let's go back to the story about the weak-eyed girl what was it about Leah anyway that God wanted for Jacob because God had chosen Jacob why why Leah well because through Leah a son is going to be born named Judah and well if you look in Matthew chapter 1 and you look at verse 2 it says Abraham was the father of Isaac and Isaac was the father of Jacob and Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers so I won't take time to read the whole first chapter of Matthew about Jesus's genealogy but if you follow it on down from verse we see from the tribe of Judah in verse 5 comes Jesse the king uh, father of King David and David was the father of Solomon who wrote Proverbs nineteen twenty one, which says you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail, by the way. And then 28 generations later, after King David, you read down in verse 16 how God's purpose prevails through the birth of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus. God promised Jacob. From the beginning he promised he promised Jacob that the whole world was going to be blessed through his descendants did God keep his promise yeah he did God promised Jacob that he was going to watch over him the whole way did God keep his promise yes you know Jacob didn't think that the morning he woke up next to the weak-eyed girl but what he didn't know that was that God was working things that God's purpose was going to prevail and we have a promise too in Romans 8:28 and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his what? his purpose so we love the Lord we're called according to his purpose and sometimes his purpose gets worked out through our first choice our preferences that thing that we just love and sometimes even though we don't understand it Even though it's the last thing in the world that we would pick. God's purpose gets worked out through the weak-eyed girl. So, I think Jacob maybe would have had a more joyful life. And maybe everybody else around him would have had a more joyful life if he had just learned to fall in love with God's purpose for his life maybe then he could have seen beyond Leah's weak eyes into her heart into her heart the heart that would produce the lion of the tribe of Judah so for us today how to have a more happy and joyful life a life that looks beyond the circumstances that we're in right now that sees God's purpose prevail the key is learning to just agree with God. The key is just learning to fall in love with God's purpose for our lives because God's purpose will prevail. Let's pray Lord we are limited in our understanding, of course. That's not new to you. We, we don't understand what's going on right now. We don't understand what happened to us, Lord, some in, sometimes in our past. The past hurts, the past tragedies. We, we certainly can't see the future. But we hear that promise echo in our ears today we hear that promise echo in our ears that you will be with us and that you will not leave us, that you will watch over us and that you will fulfill your purpose in our lives. So help us, Lord. Help us to have faith that you're doing just that. In Jesus' name, amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that covers us and the love of God the Father that fills us and the fellowship and the communion of the Holy Spirit that binds us together go with us all, now and forever. Amen.